Hi everyone, welcome. Uh, I'm George Ruder, that's Ben Allen. We are here at Zion Fellowship in Canandaigua, New York. We are a life-giving local church. On this special episode, we're going to talk about Bible literacy, what it is, and why we care about it. There was a, a teaching Chuck Swindoll taught in the 90s on, uh, on the cults, and his teaching was, you will never join a cult if all you're doing is reading your Bible. The majority of the cults, and, and of course that's a big broad brush, the majority of the cults require something beyond the scripture. It's the Bible and this extra thing, the Bible and this other work. Uh, but if you stick to, here is what my Bible says, then you are far less likely to be uh, in a cult of some sort. Now, nowadays there are modern personality cults where you have the scripture plus somebody's personality, which isn't necessarily an extra um, physical work, but it is a work of sorts. There's this book called The Kingdom of the Cults Walter by Martin. Walter Martin. Redone and, by Hank Hanegraaff. Yeah, and he, he I, I read the book in a book club. And, I'm sure you did. And we went through each one of them, and the vast majority, I don't know if you've read it, but the vast majority of them came out of the Second Great Awakening. Now, this isn't me trying to poo-poo on the Second Great Awakening. Right. But a main, and I'm, and I'm not saying there weren't great things that came out of the Second Great Awakening, i.e. Ab abolition of slavery, i.e. you know, uh, a renunciation of just secret societies and so on. Sure, sure. But you also had a high emphasis on conversionism and yeah. a lack of emphasis on discipleship. Okay. And so... Oftentimes what these cults will do is that they will decrease and diminish either a core doctrine of, of, uh, of, of Scripture, meaning they'll change definitions of who Christ was, right. change the emphasis on, on, on the, 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 the reality of what sin is, the fallenness of man. Yeah. They will change definitions and they will create a sociological and psychological atmosphere that pushes you away from scripture itself and so mm -hmm. so when we're, we're talking about deceived spiritually we're dealing with situations where at times there's a diminishment of the word of truth right in the bible itself there's a diminishment of of asking questions there's a diminishment of of actual uh definitional understandings mm -hmm. of what we understand as 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 who Jesus is, who God is, who mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit is, who what scripture is and what sin is, right? And so th this is a lot of ways in which how cults came about is 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 through a lack of discipleship. So again, I'm just emphasizing the fact that scripture um, discipleship, you know, that communal aspect as well as a humility involved you know, just just sum up those things is really important. So, we're coming to a close with this. I'm 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 really curious. What advice would you have for someone that, or or books or um, you know guidance for someone who's trying to say, hey, I wanted to know my Bible more, and you know I just got saved. How can I get to a place where I feel more confident and 
have a better understanding of what the heck's going on in the Bible. Like, yeah. it t I have, I don't even know where books are, right? So, yep. so like, how do I do that? If I'm a young believer, I've just found Jesus somehow, and, and I want to know what to do next. I want to be part of a community. I want to, I want to find a good, solid local church. Uh, you can contact our church office. We'll point you towards something in your area if you're not in our area. Uh, but I want to be a part of a community of people. And so I want to ask those people, what do you use? Right? Like, cause, because big picture, if I'm going to walk this out with a group of people, I kind of want to be doing the stuff that they're doing. Right. So, so that would be my first piece of advice. Are you in with a group of people and what are they reading? What are they using so that your experience can be common together? If you're just randomly out there, what do I do? Like, what are the general principles? You want to find a translation of the Bible that's readable to you. Um, the New King James may be, the NIV may be, the ESV could be, the, the NLT could be. Uh, some translation of the Bible, they're all available at BibleGateway.org. Com. Uh, they're all available at BibleGateway.com or, or, or the Uversion Bible app or you name it. There's a, the Blue Letter Bible app. They're all available. Uh, so you just pick one that's readable for you uh, and you just start reading. When you're ready for commentaries, uh, I read uh, Tom Constable's commentary at SonicLight.org. It's freely downloadable. Uh, it's a little heady. It's a little heady. If you're not uh, familiar with a lot of theological terms, it's heady. So you got to be aware of that. Uh, Matthew Henry's commentary, which is hundreds of years old, is a great hundreds, right? Uh, that's hundreds of years old by now, right? Sure enough. Like, that's, that's old. Yeah. Matthew Henry is very dead, uh, but his commentary is very yeah, He's nuts. alive in heaven right now. He is now. alive. It's, it's just theologically speaking, he's alive. I understand that. But his body is very dead. Um, yes, that, that's never, that is never not going to be in a blooper reel. Um, Matthew Henry's commentary is a fine place to, to begin. It's classic and I believe also freely available in many places. Uh, I encourage young Christians to journal. Mm. Uh, I read a chapter of the Bible. No idea what it says. I write down all the things I don't understand about what it says, and I write down to God, oh God, help me understand what this says. Mm. Uh, what are my thoughts about what I'm reading as I'm going? Uh, if you've been around for a while and you've been studying the scripture a little bit, uh, most Bible students have a concordance somewhere, many of them freely available online. Uh, Strong's concordance is the gold standard. There are others uh, that help you connect the words you're reading to other places where those words are used. It's what a concordance does. Uh, some people read, uh, nobody really reads a Bible dictionary. I'm not even going to pretend that that's true. But they have Bible, nobody reads a Bible dictionary. Nobody like does. They don't read them. Uh, you, you've got Bible dictionaries. that you, you reference them. You don't read them. It's not a comic book. Uh, but so resources like that on hand 
can be helpful. Um, I found it's helpful to read How to Read the Bible for All It's Worth by Fee and Stewart. Uh, that's a little heady because uh, it's meant for seminary students, but it's available to anybody with a high school reading level kind of a thing. Yeah. You can read it. Yeah. It is readable. Um, those are my thoughts on the matter. What do you have? So I would say you can get the various different translations on the internet. Sure. So, so start out with that. They have that on computers now. Would you believe? Yeah, I believe it. Okay. Um, and then, so there's, there, I would say there are a couple things, right? So after you have a couple translations, after you've read through the Bible a couple times, I would say get yourself a study Bible. I like the cultural backgrounds study Bible. You can have it in NKJV, NIV, or ESV, I believe, or okay. the archaeology study Bible. Those two are pretty good. You have to dig that up somewhere? Yes, actually, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and then once we get a study Bible, you have... Uh, now, what's, what's the advantage of a study? What makes a Bible a study Bible instead of just a Bible? So a study Bible is basically like having someone at your side that puts little notes at the bottom of your Bible and and even has sometimes really cool illustrations about the historical context about what's going on in the section. So it might talk about um, chaos imagery in the Old Testament. It might okay. talk about, you know, the responsibilities of the priests back then. It might have a, a model or a picture of how the temple looked back then, right? So various different things. So study Bible, right? Multiple translations. You can have a Bible dictionary as a reference work. And you can as a reference work that nobody actually reads, like starting on page one. They don't, but they reference it sometimes when they need it. It's like a dictionary like we have. No one reads the dictionary from cover to cover that many times. Really? We're going to get comments on this that say, I read the dictionary cover to cover. And I'm sure they are telling the truth. I believe it. So, so there... There is uh, various different Bible dictionaries, I would say. The best one that I found for beginner is called the Lexham Bible uh, Dictionary. It's by Lexham Press. They actually host um, a software called Logos Software, Bible yeah. Software. Yeah. But this dic Bible Dictionary is free. You can get it for free on their website. Um, as well as, so we, we dealt with study Bibles, dictionaries. There's also... Uh, dictionary of IVP Press, that it's yeah. a dictionary. That's like super heady. Yeah. If you want to go real super deep, that's something you can invest in over time. Well, that's IVP saying, is for college students, right? right? Like right. IVP, InterVarsity is a right. Christian fellowship of college students. So, so, so they're talking to people yeah. in colleges. Dictionaries, study Bibles, and then I would say you have commentaries. Now, you use kind of the, 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 the stuff already available online. I think... Um, there's, uh, there's some that are available online. I think if you wanted to invest, you could, um, there's a pillar, uh, translation, um, commentary series that's pretty, um, bite, uh, chewable for the new believer that if they wanted to get into it, they could. Mm -hmm. Um, if they want to go really heady, they can get the new international commentary of the older New Testament. That's okay. super duper heavy, uh, okay. in, in terms of commentaries. There's the Tyndale commentary series. That's, yep. that's pretty available for people. There's also the super duper people, uh, that's really heady 
is the word biblical commentary for anyone who knows original languages they can get into that one okay um and if they they really feel like they want to go super deep in the bible they can get software for that there's sure olive sure. tree there's uh logos bible software there's uh, a free resource with uh, Blue Letter Bible, yeah. although that, that is limited to some extent. But, uh, you know, so those are some things I would say from a podcast perspective, because I'm from a different generation than you are, George, as surprisingly as that sounds. Whipper snapper. Yeah. Whatever that means. <laughs> uh, b the Bible Project is a great, um, as a great, uh, organization that gives free illustrated videos yeah. uh, every book of the bible they have a podcast yeah. available yeah. i know some people that i've talked to here they go to this church that they do the bible project i love them i love the naked bible project with dr heiser um it's really really uh there's there's a whole like litany of that thing so if you guys want to, you can leave some comments and we we'll can try to answer them. If you do want to ask a question, we'll try to answer the best of our knowledge. But any other things ben, you want to... Ben promises to answer every comment that pops up below our, our faces. And he by promises. Ben, we mean anyone. That's probably true. Uh, I'll say that when I was a baby Christian in the 90s, uh, on the radio, and you'll have to ask your parents about what a radio was. On the radio, I got a, I got to listen to a lot of J. Vernon McGee's Through the Bible, uh, which and, and his commentary that covers all of all sixty six books of the Bible. He would just read basically his commentary on the radio in twenty minute chunks. Wow. Uh, not sure if that's available now or what this generation's equivalent of that would be because J. Vernon McGee is also very dead. So so there's got to be somebody alive, doing okay. that. Alive in a different place. Alive in a way that I can't talk to him. Alive in a way that is somewhere Wait, else. Wait, if he's alive, why can't you talk to him? Because he isn't on earth in an alive body. <laughs> and... But there has to be some version of that for this generation, uh, and I just don't know who that is. It's the Bible Project. Is it the Bible Project? Is that what they're doing nowadays? Uh, I, mean, I would just say, it was very helpful to it's me. It's my generation's thing, I think. I agree. It was, it was very helpful for me to have somebody who would just, while I was driving somewhere, just talk about the Bible verse by verse. And when the time ran out, he was like, well, we'll pick this up. We'll pick this up next time when we gather, right? Like it was just a thing that he did. Um, who's doing that nowadays? It's probably some podcast, some project, some something. There are very rare instances where I would say, that person's reading the Bible and talking about it? Don't go anywhere near that. Uh, it's, it's very hard to imagine somebody going through all 66 books of the Bible in some systemic way uh, where you won't learn something. Got to be my view. Cool. Well, thank you guys for, for joining us. And, you know, if we decide to have more of these, um, hopefully you'll come along and join us. So thanks for listening, and I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Bible Literacy is a production of Zion Fellowship, a life-giving, loving church in Canandaigua, New York. For more information, please visit www.zionfellowship.net today.